fucking what? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You know what? Forget it. This, fail. this is the piece Knife Nuts podcast. He's a Micarta This is the Knife Nuts podcast, and, and we are joined with Aaron Frederick. And he drops he drops some Micarta. It wasn't it wasn't sunflower seeds this time. <laughs> it sounded like a lot of Micarta though. It was. It was a pretty good chunk. I just knocked it over. Sorry. This is this is what it's become, huh? Well, you can't say we you don't win the debacle. I said when the debacle starts, it will not stop. I told you try to get this set up early because I will start screwing it up early. It's better right. than the sunflower seeds. So here's here's what I want to say. First off, last week we promised you we would come back this week and have Aaron Frederick on hand. I'd say we kept oh. our promise. Promises made, promises kept, kind of. Or two so days are, late, three days late, or whatever. But yeah, well, well, we you were had recording. storms. Yeah. We were ready. We were ready. It oh, just, shit. Uh, this is going to be it, out. And this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast for the first time in three years. That was the goal. Oh, my God. I mean, it was, it was promised. It was just uh, technically not possible at the time. So you guys didn't lie fucking power company well we we lied for a long time about it being a bi-weekly podcast we've i think we finally scrubbed that from every detail about the podcast well let let me just say this lying would suggest that we we deliberately misled no (laughs) yeah that's true there was no malfeasance here we learned immediately that uh that's not how that's not how life works that's that's not how four four men doing a podcast works Unless no, no. two of them are gay, and then they'll actually stay right on point. Oh my god! I'm Naturally, saying, <laughs> live together. Then, then uh, I'm just sure saying they they'd they be like the woman of the. What are we going to get them? Right they can share a mic. If well, you know, they probably know. would have better communication skills. We're exactly. going to have a knife nuts podcast compound where all four of us live. Well, you guys yeah, could come down here because I ain't going up there to Yankee Land. I'm sorry. <laughs> Except Dave, he's already yeah, contaminated. Um, I am. Yeah, that's true. I'm tapping out, guys. We're I have no idea if I'm contaminated. What, 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 what was Stride and I have say? 25 and out? 28 and out? I don't <laughs> He's know. Gonna I ru- can, he rides I his can... four-cylinder automatic Mustang out into the sunset. <laughs> 90, 90, 91 to 2020, 28 and out. I was going to say, I can call Mick right now if we want to know. I'm sure <laughs> he'd be like, you're doing what now? Oh, Why are you calling me? Uh, he 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 is really bad about not answering the phone for anybody, but he usually does answer for me. Let's not let's not test his patience here. Mm-mm. Oh, I don't. Considering care. last episode, we were like, we should have Mick on as a guest. We do want to still have Mick on as a guest, Aaron. Actually, so yes. maybe we'll, uh, we'll make as opposed that to wild speculation, we could just have the man on. Mm-hmm. I could I could text him right now and see if no. he wanted to join us. Nope, we are not no? prepared for that. All right. We need to prepare for that one. Okay. No, you I'd know probably what? Go call. Ahead, go ahead. Actually, you know what, Aaron? Go ahead and text him. <laughs> I don't want any. Don't associate me with this. What, what do you think? He, what you, he's probably just having, a, you know, a quarantine. Uh, right he, now. He's he's having vodka. Is what he's having. At yeah, this there you point go. Today. Yeah. Maybe. Let me see what he's doing. I don't know what he does. Did he just put his cigarette out on somebody, or what just happened? What is that sound? Who? Oh, I know. It's it's the mic. Rubbing against. I'm sorry. I lean forward. All I can think is of with Aaron and the sunflower seeds from last time is yeah. when Frank and It's Always Sunny is eating the sunflower seeds and just spitting them everywhere as he's eating them. That's this is what I imagine is happening in a basement in Kentucky well, right now. You, may I offer you this it, nice egg in this, this trying, trying time? time. <laughs> yes, that meme has gone around quite a bit. 
Yes. That that pisses me off that the eggs that everybody had for Easter wind up being fake eggs. Like, holy shit, y'all didn't make me any boiled eggs. I said, me and Loki love them down in the shop. I give him one, I eat one, he gets one, I get one. And then we both sit in here and fart. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't want Why? I don't want to be any part of that. <laughs> I didn't figure you did, but all right, I, I just texted like him. You don't have a said. dog. All right, so Dave, there's a Let's couple start. things we got to we got to get get out right now before right, we uh, right. dive in. Uh, first off, if you want your knife nut shirt, uh, you know you do get uh, what is it? What was it? what do you get? Free shipping? Yeah, is with free coupon shipping? code Wiggles. Possibly, Wiggles. It is still Wiggles. It is still Wiggles. It's still an important uh, question. It's, it is still an important question. Hey, you guys can give a uh, trash panda shirt away if you want. I think I have some larges and some extra larges. I don't think I'm. I think I'm Perfect. out of the other sizes, but that that in, that's nobody in our in our listener base. <laughs> I might have two X, but I I doubt it. I mean, unless you're saying that your listener base is a bunch of weenies and they all need small. No, that's just me and Elijah. That's actually okay. that's actually the spread of it. They're actually really really small or huge. Well, I actually was very surprised that the first time that I went to the Blade Show and you guys were there when I did the first shirt that I did, I wound up getting um, six of them that were 4X, and I thought, I will be stuck with these for the rest of my life. And I wound up selling those like the first hour, and I was like, holy shit! It makes sense. There's not a surprise to me at all. So just to be clear, this is the shirt with the cartoon raccoon who is really excited to see the country girl in the midriff uh fl- flannel yeah he, he it's very he stole and, no, and he, daisy dukes he, he stole her he stole her top she's he stole her top her that's he right stole yeah. her top yeah and that's, you're surprised that's the that the 4x sold first <laughs> <laughs> i guess it, it's very in, tasteful in, in, in in hindsight, that really does sound stupid. This shit's gonna be in the Guggenheim. <laughs> I love. It's a great shirt. It is. I know Jake. Jake wears his all the time. I, love, uh, yeah, I wear one, mine. It's one of the best knife shirts there there is. Period. I mean, it definitely uh, is. It's definitely one of the most unique and well illustrated knife shirts. So, well, I did have. I didn't have just a Joe Schmo. You know, design yes. the shirt. I actually had a a true illustrator. You know, help me out with it. But yeah, she did I a really actually, great job. It's real you know, art. I actually knew I, I actually knew her, and she actually does real illustration for big companies. But she just so happened that uh, I knew her pretty well, so she helped me out. Yeah, she's, she's also who cool. the, does good the stuff. one that she designed the uh, the trash panda logo. I just told what? her kind of what I was going with, and she she wound up man, she nailed that one in like in one deal. I mean, she just kind of got it. So yeah, that is a good. It's a good maker's mark for sure. No, but I see. In two weeks, we have not managed to monetize our potato artwork yet. Uh, no. Uh, I'm I'm working on it. Don't you worry. Okay, I was gonna uh, say because that was a shockingly accurate illustration of all of us. It was. Very I was gonna good. say, uh, Libney Libney is is part. She listens to the podcast. I know she does. But uh, I'm sure she's stuck at home just like the rest of us. I can text her right now, too. <laughs> He's talking about the artist who did his art. Okay. Yes, yep. I'm sorry. I need some Lib- context there. Yeah. Uh, Libney, Libney is the artist. Um, okay. But uh, the people who did our uh, 
artwork are well at least the the illustrations of us as potatoes uh were none other than uh, the wieners and steel yeah brian um, uh who fast bandit i believe is the one who did am i gonna wind up on a chicken bucket oh uh, you're gonna wind up on something but <laughs> that's good i just i just wondered but if you can possibly put me on a tito's bottle that'd be fine too <laughs> <laughs> it sounds or a lot more enjoyable sounds like you're already at the bottom of one no, no, I just opened this one, but you know, I just, I, I did. I was, man, I, I, I heat treated and ground knives. I got on Facebook Live yesterday. I got an Instagram Live just because I didn't know what else to do. And I've been grinding blades, you know, like like two days. And I wound up looking around, and I was like, holy shit! I've drank an entire half gallon of fucking um, Captain Morgan's today. Oh my god! It's like it's like. I guess my liver's pickled at this point. It's, mm. <laughs> it's just going to go on. This is this is going to be one of those lost episodes oh, where okay. where where uh, you have no idea which direction it's going to go in. Yes. Pick well, I can talk about the knives that I'm doing now compared to what I was doing. We absolutely uh, made out of a pickled liver. We, we and absolutely some of them will. are pickled liver. You should. You could encapsulate pickled liver into like a micarta of sorts, or like a uh, you okay. know an epoxy. Suspend it in resin. Uh, suspended yeah. resin, pickled. Liver. I could. I could do that. We could see about pickled liver. That sounds terrible. Thank you. I got a friend that could just about cook anything. She. She don't care. <laughs> so now you're right. eating it instead. That, that was a I am. Quick turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot that it picks up everything. So, uh, I, how about some uh, new acquisitions, uh, Jake, <laughs> Dave, Brian? <laughs> sort of taking a sharp left turn into knives, what we're supposed to be talking about. And Brian, Brian's like, man, I don't know how I deal with this fucker. <laughs> Every time I see him at a show, he's he drunk, to and then when I talk ear. to him here, he's drunk. Should, should I talk about the big new acquisition? Yeah, absolutely. I finally got a Spenza 31. Made the unwise financial decision to purchase it. I thought uh, you were talking about the Free Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, no, because the Free Tiger deserves its own but separate discussion. I agree. Um, but, no, I finally got the Sabenza 31. I, I was worried that the Idaho shut down uh, the Chris Reeve factory. It's going gonna, it's gonna to put off being able to buy one for too long. So if I didn't get them in this shipment, I wasn't going to get one for months or whatever. So I had to do it. And... Uh, it's everything I ever dreamed of and more, but what is going on? I, Aaron, it's just just there's just a general Aaron noise. Let's just time time out. Have a little drum circle. Let's just just, <laughs> just lean into. Get it. it out now. I'm sorry, I was talking to Mick. H- how deep of a of a conversation do we want to have about this Spencer at 31? Because um, there are layers that I can go down. All right, you you actually might don't take this personally, Aaron, but you we might have to mute you for a moment. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I moved I moved the mic. I was trying to move. My keyboard sits way up on my desk. And I thought I you were using your phone. Way. No, no. Well, yes, but I'm talking to Mick on my computer because I can't, I, I can text through Y'all my computer. Y'all know how to do that? Yeah, I know how to do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, well, I have an Apple computer, so it, it does it for me. It's, it's so easy. Because, you know. Apples are made for idiots, and then us idiots love apples, you know, so. Oh, my um, God. All right, so Sebastian's the 30, Sebastian's the 31. I guess we're going to go with the abridged conversation. You you got the same one I did, right? The I got the exact same one. one. Nice. I did. 
And it first off, can we just talk about the packaging? Like the quality of Upgrade. the packaging is in unbelievably nice. The nicest I think of any production knife that I've it's, ever seen, including Rockstead. I agree with that. It it smells good. Like it smells fancy. I don't know. It's just the all the it, it smells like cocaine. It's it smells it smells like quality. And then all the embossed oh like paperwork. God, you smell like a loser. <laughs> Let me wax poetically about the Spenza 31. I've been waiting for this. Don't besmirch the reputation of Revis Christ. Oh my gosh, what are you using? Five dollar words? What's wrong Our with Our Lord you? and Savior. Yeah, he inspires real passion in me. I gotta look this knife up. Just to it, is, it, it, it was just Easter. In front the of passion of, of the Chris. Peers, yeah. And I demand satisfaction from this man. It was, <laughs> it was just Easter. We need to celebrate the sacrifices he made for us. That's true. Um, it, all, all in all, the packaging is very nice. It has that that soft open lid and whatever. It's, it's but, very. But regardless, very the packaging I just basically threw in like an egg crate that I keep a lot of sure. knife boxes I, in. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just saying it's little details that help. The I mean, knife itself is spectacular. People buy Rolexes not because they keep time better, but because there's an inherent quality to everything about it. It's the same kind of thing. No, people buy Rolexes because they appreciate value. The package. No, people buy a Rolex because they saw some other rich person wearing it and said, oh, you know what? I need a Rolex because it'll make me look successful. Okay, true, but it's a luxury good. Okay, so ignore Rolex. Not that I have a problem luxury with Rolexes, and, yeah. but, you know. Substitute yeah, any luxury wants good to in. send you one, you know, you ain't got a problem with Rolexes. All right. No, but I'm just saying it's a bad example. Or when you go to a car dealership for a luxury car, they treat you a little differently, right? Like When you buy a base 3 Series. No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's a luxury product. That's all I'm trying to say. Here. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just okay. giving shit. Um, I will say that I love Chris Reeve knives, and I think Brian has avoided this problem by not making a knife with a uh, pivot bushing. But when you start to get to these ridiculous level of tolerances, like if there is a slight fucking breeze in the Philippines, your pivot like just feels like shit. Like it, I haven't had that problem with mine. You, you Mine's been perfect. Don't take it apart. You will... I think I'm pretty experienced with these knives. I took it I apart. I already did, though. I put it back together, and this was like, this is terrible. I took it apart like eight more times. Still terrible every single time. I finally got it back together in a way that doesn't feel terrible. Uh, so, I don't know. I shouldn't be trusting these. I get why Brian, Brian hates people over like there, me. Brian is over there shaking his head and rubbing his fucking face, just like I am. Yep. No, why he, the fuck do you people take our knives apart? I mean, it's just me and him, me and Brian both are sitting here just cringing. Why the fuck did you take it apart? I don't take I most knives it, apart, so Ben's I the only ones I will. I had it set exactly the way it needed to be. Why the fuck did you take it apart? This is country. Because there was virus inside the knife. Yes, yeah, there was. There was the UV light and get in there. There was actually a chance that you'd get laid in six months in this side, this knife, and you had to get it out, you know. Like, oh my God. Why take it apart? No, I, I generally uh, agree. I wanted to see the way it worked. Okay, no, that was... <laughs> it works like every other fucking knife, you dildos. <laughs> I, I do Probably. love that you, one. You got, you, you got two makers on here how right does, now that are just, just fucking cringing. Just, how does oh a simple my. machine work? With, with I mean, it's a, it's a fucking liner lock. It works just like every other yeah. fucking liner lock on the planet. Except There's a piece it does. of titanium and it moves. Uh, I mean, it does do that. Care. Yeah, I no. I, I hope that I hope that you feel the same need with your uh, with your car to take things apart. 
I replaced the air filter, and that was the biggest accomplishment of my life. Did you literally I am did not, you put a K&N filter in there? How much horsepower did you get? You, neg- you put, probably negative four, since I didn't reattach sure the put, air box properly. Yeah, did oh you God. make sure you put the sticker on there for the, the next guy that changes the, the oil? The big stop sign. Don't, don't take this out. It's supposed to be cleaned. Hey, don't, he got a badge. Don't throw it away. He got a K&N badge to put on there. He did. Well, it's like tuning. a merit. Merit badge. It's like a, it's like a ribbon for the military. You just get you a merit badge. If it helps, the only knives I ever take apart are Savens because it's easy to do so. That is true. You're, you're I I am not. I do not endorse needlessly taking apart knives when you get them to replace the factory lube for whatever fucking reason. Um, but yeah, this is just. I was trying to have a conversation about knife tolerances, but <laughs> that's no. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'll, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just I heard I took it apart and I'm like, oh my. Oh. I mean, yes, it's true. I took it apart and I made it worse. This is this will, is the problem. I will, stay, I will stand on your side because it's it's a like an elementary part of the design that they can be reassembled easily without yeah. having to like torque anything. And I was going to say something about like the evolution of the internals. No, we'll just keep it at that. You're yeah. okay. Well, I understand okay that that most times. Most times, it's very simple, simple process. Take some of them apart. But sometimes, you can get a folder that we have to put together a certain way in a certain order, and they don't go together right. Like, I'll give you an example, and it's not a liner lock, um, but I got the knife back from When you say dildo. liner lock, are you referring to a frame lock? Or are no, you referring to an saying. actual liner lock? Any kind of liner lock, a uh, frame lock and a liner lock are exactly the same thing. Okay. Anything with a bar uh, that bends. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm not talking about a liner lock, but I got a trash panda back from a guy and he sent it back in parts and the knife worked perfectly. And the explanation that I finally got out of this dildo was, and I hope he's listening because he's, he's a definitely dildo. listening. Um, I got is that I wanted to see how it worked. I want to see how it went together. So it was one of my trash panda uh, slip joints, mm. and he took her apart. Oh, he well, took her all the way apart. Well, that's just asking for trouble. He couldn't get it back together, and I was like, "Well, fucking no wonder why." He's like, "Well, I just couldn't get it back together." I was like, "You realize the tension that this fucker is together?" And he's like, "Yeah, no matter how hard I press with my hands, I couldn't get it in there." And it's like. You realize that I press with a fucking vice to get these together? He's <laughs> like, seriously? And he was like, I didn't understand that. I said, why did you take it apart? And he goes, I just wanted to know how it worked. Like, well, kind of it, it works. It works just like it. Yeah, it works just like every other slip joint that's been made for the last 150 years, you dildo. You know, so. Um, he appreciates your listening. business, dildo. Yeah. No, really, I don't. When I have to, when I have to put a knife together, when I have to put a knife together and send it back to you, and I have to pay for the shipping because you said it was messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make it anyone else's problem but my own if I screw something up like that. But well, you can give it to the whisperer and he'll fix it. No, I, I don't think I've ever had an incident where that has happened. Where I've taken apart a knife and it has catastrophically failed through my own. I don't know, uh, I have, one, I have one here right now that... That is that, true. 
I think you tried to s- loosen the pivot, a, a slot in the pivot, so that you could turn it with a screwdriver. Yeah, because oh. that thing was fucked. <laughs> that was not a good slotting job. I'll be honest. I'm not really mechanically inclined, as you can tell. <laughs> that's what that's what she said. <laughs> it's, it's this has never happened except this time that Jake has to fix. It. <laughs> this one time that I, Jake has in his hand at this point, he's yes. looking at the wall like going. What do you mean it's never happened? <laughs> I'm going to take the easy way out and blame cheap cheap pivot screws. That's the problem. Mm. Mm. Speaking mm. of which, uh, with the the last thing I heard about that was you said that it was going to be really hard to find. I was told I it was that, hard to find. I took that as like, a, maybe that should be your job in all this. Like, I'll do whatever retrofitting is required, but you find the pivot. I thought that you found. I thought you're you found this help. fun. You're gonna have a hell of a time That's sourcing hard. parts and fixing my knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It was one of yours. No, no. <laughs> it was it was from a knife company who shall no longer be named because apparently they don't sponsor us anymore. No, you can you can name. I know. Uh, I'm joking. So it, no, it was it was a cheap Kaiser. It's it was, a Kaiser. It's not one of Brian's knives. And Kaiser doesn't sponsor us anymore. But I, I will just because like I think they had like a change of the guard or something. I. That they've neglected our uh, our inbox. You know, we're we're not on the radar like the YouTube guys are. Their credibility is way higher than ours. That is a good point. <laughs> well, you know, Kaiser. I would just I just could knock into Kaiser. Um, it's been a weird company. I've had them approach me like three times, uh, three different shows, actually two different years. And then when I emailed them and talked about it. They would never respond to an email. I'd be like, "You gave me the card, and it had this email on it." And I would, re- I would say, "Okay, you know, what kind of thing were you looking for?" And then they wouldn't respond to the email. I'm like, "You know how like girls you? give you, can give you a fake phone number and that." Kind yeah, of thing? it's like I've been catfished, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> that's not what cat. That's not that's not what catfishing is. But you know, <laughs> oh, whatever. <okay. laughs> I was so close. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I don't have anything against Kaiser. I think some of the new knives they've come out with are pretty nice. I, I am looking forward to checking them out. Um, I know things got a little crazy in the past six months. Uh, so Some guys think... had really luck with them. I think John Gray yeah. really had a lot of luck with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and every Kaiser knife I've had, which is... Sorry. Oh Every time. Joe, do you think Joe Rogan has to deal with any of this? <laughs> Are you saying we're the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> do you think Joe Rogan would have me on as a guest? I'm sorry. I mean, is it any different than Elon Musk lighting up in the middle of it and just taking? Yes, over no. The this show? is endearing. This is why we bring. No, it I mean, I would just be like, "What is it, Alec Jones?" And just have to look up at everybody and go, oh, "I'm kind of retarded." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. And, Sorry. This was the wrong episode for me to get the Sebenza 31, which I want to talk about at length. I'll <laughs> uh, be well, quiet. You can talk about it all you want. No, no, those are the those were the big points I just wanted to I hit. would say this is an old school episode of the Knife Nuts podcast. Yeah. 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 Retro. The, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, kind of. <laughs> yes. The, we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. Just pumping out this content anyway. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so um, simultaneously, we're Brian's least favorite. And listeners' favorite favorite style of podcast. <laughs> the more Brian, the more angry Brian is about the episode, the more good feedback we get. It is Brian, unfortunate Brian how tightly they're correlated. He's just gonna sit there and go, "God, he's a dumbass." 
let's talk about some knives that I've seen, uh, some new knives that are coming out from some custom makers, or at least there's one on the top of my head that I really want to talk about, and that's from uh, 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 Skiff Made Blades. They have the, the new Drifter coming out. Are there just shot glasses falling? What is happening here? L- I look. haven't done a thing. From Steve Skiff. Is this not the accomplice? Okay. Not the, yeah, the new Drifter. It's accomplice-ish. It, yeah, it's obviously in their same style. Yeah. But the milling is, is a little more complex. They have a, a new blade profile. The whole thing is it's a different knife altogether, but obviously a lot of the design cues are still there. Yeah, yeah that, that is... looks nice. Yeah, I think it. I think it looks really great. Steve Skiff knows how to make a knife. Uh, I'm looking Steve it and up. His, and his son. I'm just getting on his webpage right now. How much? How much are the the what is it? The accomplice and the culprit. They're still Thir- semi reasonable, right? Thirteen seventy five. Thirteen for what? for a completely not dolled it up says, one. Is uh, accomplice frame lock? No, this one's Zerk. I'm no, sorry. No, they're eight. Yeah, they're eight fifty. That's no, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his webpage. Uh, but this one has a Zerk yeah. uh, blasted disc backspacer. They start at eight fifty. That's starting at eight fifty seems pretty good these days. That, that's I got my culprit. That's mine was a. I think I. They're around. They're under eight hundred dollars to begin with. Not under nine hundred dollars to begin with. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's uh. Well, who knows what's going to happen to custom knife prices? Um, as if they weren't already kind of tanking enough. Who knows what they'll be like in a couple months at this point? But that is a that's a great place to be, regardless. I think. I think I think they're going to have no problem selling. I, I think eight hundred dollars is a recession proof price for custom knives. And people are starting to uh, see what they're capable of as well, which is what my hope was when I picked up that culprit at uh, the New York. I sent mine to Eugene Kwan, who immediately bought one after that, and now Adam Purvis has has mine to to look at as well. Are they relatively uh, can, easy to get a hold of? Um, they were for a while. Now they're kind of, you know, you got to wait for them to drop. They yeah. I was going to say the, I was going to say the, the website all says sold out and that's for the accomplice frame lock blue 3d machine disc standoff eight twenty five. Everything says sold out. So yeah, well, they, you, they you do probably have to order. They announce over there, over the Instagram that they're doing 20 spots of this, 20 spots of that, uh, give or take the numbers. So as long as you're following them, you'll you'll be the first to know. They might even be taking names for the Drifter now. I know uh, another one that had to purchase one after I got one was Killer Steel on Jordan on yeah. Instagram. He was like, I need to have one. So he got one as well. Um, and I think he's on the list for a Drifter. So you might be, if, you, if you're interested in getting one of those knives, you probably can contact them and get on the list. They look good. Yeah. I mean, I've handled I've handled one in person. They are good. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never uh, handled one, but they look good for me. You pictures. did handle one. Yeah, you did. You oh, were in New York. You yeah. almost certainly okay. did. Uh, I mean, they look great in these pictures. I'm, I'm on their uh, website right now. Um, I mean, I can't say anything about on how they make them. I don't care. But the one thing that I can look on what they're how they're doing it is that that blade has to be hand finished. It is um, hand finished, and th- that's one thing I'll say is like their hand rub is is beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, a very. I mean, these pictures, all the lines are completely straight. It looks like they're going from um, high to low, so they're getting uh, getting the grain, you know, very well well set in. Mm-hmm. That's the way you really have to do it if you're going to do a very high end knife. 
And I'm sorry, 825 is not a high enough. It's not. I've seen, I've seen that same finish on you know twenty thousand dollar knives. So they're they're doing a really good job by these pictures. I probably held one, but I have so many knives. You definitely did. You were you I were know, literally in I my. Have, I have so many knives thrust in my hand at a show. Um, sometimes I'll remember them. Sometimes I won't. But uh, I'm sorry that I probably won't because it's the last show that you guys see me at i was probably drunk so um i was probably drunk the whole time because i think the last show we went to i did not drive and i that think i got to i think i got to drink the entire show and have a cab just pour <laughs> me into an airplane so um i am almost certain that whatever you remember of what i looked at it does not matter whatsoever um and I will throw us point out that anyone listening to this podcast right now, and you come to my table at whatever show that you come to, bring me a beer. You know, just that's uh, there you go. Uh, but yes, this the the fit and finish from the pictures is is terrific. Uh, so I mean, really it, I like being able to look up what you guys are talking about. Really cool knife. Uh, we were still talking about new acquisitions as we sidestepped from there. I wonder how I was got off topic so quickly. Uh, because of me. It's okay. You get used to it. I, I, I'm definitely used to it. You ought to, you ought to room with me at a show and find out how fucked yeah, maybe up we should, you Maybe get. we should try that at some point. Yeah, whatever. Every show for the past four years. Yes. Oh, <laughs> shut up, you douche. Oh, oh, Levon, you did get a bunch of cool things. Actually, I am... Now looking at your Instagram, Show I me forgot. What, what did I get? Well, the the Wii Knives prototype for the Snex Mini Buster. Oh yeah, that which is getting yeah. passed around forever. When when is that actually coming out? Um, it, I think the only people who have had it are Epic Snuggle Bunny and myself. That is probably true, actually. As a matter of fact. Um, hey, can I can I throw out that he's a cool guy? Which one? Epic Snuggle Epic Bunny. Epic Snuggle Bunny. Yes. Yeah. Austin's great. Shout out to Austin. I yeah, did. I mean, he—he's he, he, he a really... douche. <laughs> well, you thinking he's a douche? I don't know. That kind of qualifies him for sainthood, doesn't he? You think I'm a douche? Good point. See? <laughs> it's okay, Brian. I will lick your ear next time you see me. Promise. I'll be watching. <laughs> but anyway, it's okay. You'll enjoy it. How is the mini buster? Uh, it's very nice, um, as expected. There were some little quirks that I didn't expect to see uh, on something that Snex designed, but I'm giving that a pass because I think it's the prototype. Maybe some of these things will get ironed out on the like what? On um, once Brian made me see it, I cannot unsee it, and it's that part of the um, me the fr- yes <laughs> hey, pointed out that make- the frame. Makers can fuck everything up for a person. It has nothing to do with... I, anyway. Uh, the frame sort of moving into the plunge. Oh, yeah. Just under there a little bit. It's just a, yeah, it's that's like just just, a prototype. This is oh, actual, yeah. So which the, is the, what I just said. The very edge of the frame covers part of the plunge. Oh yeah, you know what I was meaning? Another maker can fuck up everything. I would have never noticed that. The thing is, is that... Uh, the only reason that it, I even am giving it a second thought is because... 
the the thing about Snex is that the overthinking and the, the over wild overthinking of everything. Yeah, that seems like knife one oh one. How does that get? You know, that is interesting. Lost. Uh, so are they doing the the lock bar insert thing that he came up with? Yes. Well, I don't know. Yes. Did he come up with that or did Jason? It's very similar to the Jason Guthrie yeah, tungsten insert. Same concept. Ha- yeah, I did. Know, it's very well done. What the? F- <laughs> just, just I'm just not doing create anything. through it. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Man, Get this I'll content out. I need to go back to whatever mic I had because if I move, you guys are like, "What the hell?" I'm like, yeah, just, hey, "All I did was shift my butt." Stay incredibly still. It's just don't shift. Don't move. Don't move, I moved my butt. I'm sorry. I, I am surprised that they chose to do that instead of just putting a regular lock bar insert in it. Unless this is going to be appropriately priced, like higher than a normal Wii knife. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a tungsten insert, but it's, it's the insert is done in the style of of the Buster. Yeah. No, it's cool because it's also the detent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like the Sabenza Thirty One, but a different right. different way of doing it. Uh, yeah, that's that's nice. I still don't like flat edged Warncliffe, so I, I can't see myself buying one. But um, it's cool to see it in a production form finally. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm hoping that the, uh, and I think Austin was telling me about this too, they switched the, the blasting media on the handles from what Snex usually uses, and they're, I'm hoping that they rectify that to when the actual model comes out. That would be that? surprising. Is- I'm guessing they're just going to use whatever they can source at the volume. Eh, yeah, at the volume they're going to need. Is it going like, to be... I feel bl- like he's playing drums on a... <laughs> On a no, no, that's I'm Brian. Not, that's not me. It's Brian framing Aaron. Um, <laughs> that part was me. Is it going to be released as a like a Wii branded knife or? Yeah, as I believe a, I believe it's a Wii branded knife. Yeah. They need because they need one because I don't think they've really that kite fin has gotten I think a lot of positive press, but uh, the last like five knives before that all frankly sucked. Yeah. So uh, like big time sucked. They had yeah. the fucking cat knuck. Because they oh, were, thing. they they have, they've been on a real cold streak. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. So I mean, they have they have real works of art like the Hecate Hecate. Y- y- th- that and the the Re- Rezio, which I realize is a custom maker designed the Blow Cow. Yeah, a lot Scopio. of them are custom. I just think that they're just saying yes, we'll make that. Yes, we'll make that. Yes, we'll make that. And they've never been the most discerning. No. Well, the kite fin is the most desirable thing they make, and it's priced very well. Yeah. So I. It'll I be good if this is we branded. Yeah, I think so. I hate to be the douche on the deal, but how much production are you going to get from China right now? They seem to be back up and running. That's the, oh, the, the hardest okay. part to understand. Okay, well, I'm just going to throw this out. I've been working with artisan knives for, I don't know, about six months. Uh, I had a hiatus from knives there for a little bit, but uh, I'll kind of skip over that. But um, I have been working with them, and they just kind of stopped. And even though they they really, really were trying, and then their representative here was really trying, but they kind of stopped. So I wondered, hey, how how is this going to uh, how is this going to continue? 
with these these kind of knives. I just wondered because we're we all are in this shithole together at this point. So um, I just wondered for, on for how someone we, who thinks and, it's a load of bullshit, you just sound well, a lot it, like the media. No, I, it is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> but everybody, everybody <laughs> is going sorry. to uh, everybody is going to um, worry about production coming right. in, no matter what. Um, what production is getting done? What production is actually getting put together? And then what is the, the tariff going to be about getting it finished? So I just wondered um, h- how everybody is dealing with that on the American side of it. It's what well, I was really wondering. Well, the thing is, is that until there's an American alternative, I don't think it's going to change from the from, from that perspective at all. Like th- there's literally n- nothing to compare it to. Well, that's the reason you yeah, should I, buy Sabenzas. Just got to look at... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to look to what's going on with the American companies. I mean, Chris Reeve is furloughed for now. I don't know about Benchmade. I think they're still, I think they were desin- they're essential or whatever. And Benchmade, Kershaw, and ZT seem to mm-hmm. still be in business, uh, still be able to work. Cold which, Steel. Oh, wait, no, Cold Steel's just based in the U.S., but they don't really. Which don't make makes anything. you wonder how much politicking has to take place uh, from a certain perspective, you know? I know Hogue is definitely still in operation in California because yep. they were able to send me a sheath really quickly. Um, but no, I, don't also, I don't know that. I don't know that one as well, so I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It's hard to know how it's going to affect the American companies. Benchmade as uh, I mean uh, as made uh, you know evident by a lot of the controversies that happened last year. Oh God, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Are very yeah. very tightly connected with the government and 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 law enforcement. So I think it was pretty easy for them to say, hey, you guys are essential at this point in time. Yep. I you mean. Uh, and if you don't, you know, uh, I'm Let sure me that... Google Benchmade just to make sure we're not completely talking out of our ass. Yeah, uh, that's true. And they might. And, and here's the other piece of the puzzle. Even if they're they're furloughed or or, uh, you know, uh, just put on hiatus, a lot of them still have people going into the the office. They may have limitations on personnel within. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Within the mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. I actually don't see a single mention of on their Benchmade website. I think I think they're just I think Benchmade's just still going. Yeah, that's good. It's more likely than not. Yeah, which is fine, you know. If I'm yeah. happy, as it's good, people are working. Uh, yeah, as long as I'm it's glad anybody's working at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I think ZT. Well, let's see if they have any kind of statement on their website about what's going on with them. I imagine it's a similar similar situation. Um, one thing I'm curious about with ZT is they were one of the first people out of the gate, um, that said, Hey, guess what? We know, you know, people are down on their luck right now. Uh, we're going to slash the prices of all of our product and say, here, look, you can get this, uh, ZT 308, which was $307 last week. It's $220 this week. Um, Oh yeah. We didn't talk about their March sale. Last episode, uh, we forgot to talk about that. From what I see, it's pretty uh, my, significant. It's yeah. very significant. Um, and here's here's my uh, I have a theory. I have the prices gone back up. Yes, the, the three hundred eight is three hundred bucks again. Really, I've seen on some places that it's still two hundred and twenty dollars. I think that's a mistake. Then, okay, Blade HQ, well, everything is across the board back to back the old up prices. Yep. In that case, I commend them for for you know, sticking to that. 
I thought it was going to be a sneaky way to say, hey, look, we're not selling enough stuff at our uh, at our current prices. Maybe we should. Uh, this is a great excuse for us to lower our prices without making it sound like we're, you know, we need to. Yeah, looks like they don't need to. That's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. That actually good is thing a for good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually really like the 308, and to everyone who got that at two hundred twenty dollars, that's a, yeah, that was that's a, that's a substantial discount. That's a very good deal. There was a lot of good deals on on ZTs while that was mm-hmm. going on, but no, I don't think it was a way to stealth lower the prices. It would be interesting, though. I, I it was my conspiracy theory. I, my conspiracy theory is that this is somehow going to result in spider cars becoming more expensive. Yeah, that's the, without a doubt. <laughs> there will be like uh, we are once again coming to you for. Your, Yes. I'm once again coming to you Bernie for your support. Meme. It's the Bernie meme. Yes. They are the Bernie meme of the of the knife community. Once again, we must raise our prices. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of Spider-Co, I got a Manix 2 in the mail yesterday. The, the St. Nick's one? The St. Nick's knives. Shout They're... out to St. Nick's knives, who are always awesome. Yes. And that got here so freaking fast. I was I was amazed. Uh, because I know... Can you imagine getting that number of knives and then selling them all immediately and having to ship them all out? Yeah, not fun. Yeah. Qua- so, uh, oh, they made 500 to 550. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So they had all of them and shipped them all out that same day. Yeah. Um, Good for them. <laughs> uh, but it's the nicest Mannix 2. And I've owned a lot of Mannix. Jake, you, you can attest to this. It is. I mean, you can't attest to the one that's in my I pocket right now. I could if I could un- unmute my mic, but. It sounds like you did. Oh, okay. Well, you're talking, so it's... No, you're you're good for now. Get it out really quickly. Um, Yeah. That's what she said. Lots of them. Go. So this one is... (laughs) It's it's so good. It feels so... It's glassy, smooth, and the the ball cage lock feels like something on a firearm. It's, like, really, really good. I like how St. Nick's Knives was like, yes, these feel unusually good. (laughs) Yeah. On my post, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is like a very, very is, good Mannix. Would you say the spring behind the ball is a little bit less stiff? It's in my pocket. Let me see. The Mannix Two is a Spyderco I've never owned. Oddly enough, I would say the spring is still pretty strong, but maybe it's a hair less. It did but, feel like they could lighten up the spring tension on them. Not but, not that one specifically, but like Mannix Twos in general. But or just give us a tiny more purchase on the on the bar yeah i mean it is real good they're yeah it sounds like they just got the spacing the spacing right you know the yeah pivot the, in the, back the tolerances <laughs> i like the black and red stuff so they're inching closer to doing it on a spider coat that i really want i don't know what it would be actually a dragonfly <laughs> no i don't even particularly love the dragonfly um i actually don't know what spider coat would want them to do because it's mostly just been the G10 USA made models, so they but do the Capara. Way, is, the Capara, uh, the, I still find that knife to be somewhat flawed. I, I love, I love the revised version of it. It's much better for sure. I'm just not a big Spider Co guy, I guess. I, I just, think, I still wish it was a liner lock. <laughs> oh no, it would still be better as a liner lock. You're correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I don't know what knife I would like them to do next, but inevitably they're going to do another one. So. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I also uh, got the Blade HQ exclusive version of the um, the Clyde from uh, Giant Mouse. 
The one with the copper handles? Yeah, which inevitably which is actually our giveaway knife. This, is it? Uh, it oh, is. yeah. We said we would give away a knife. That is a nice one to give away. Yeah, and it's a nice knife for sure. <laughs> I love how you have to open, open uh, the, the post. In the past, we have not been kind to giant mouse. Hey, it's, it's an understatement. I don't lie. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I have to be honest. Like, I'm, And I was skeptical on this knife, too. I was like, you know what? This would be a cool one to give away. People like them. Uh, it's a little bit unique. I'll get to check it out and see how things are going with, and it's, it's decent. I, I mean, it's not, it's not a, like I said in the post, it's not a bargain. You know, the price is pretty high. I it's think, an almost for, 200, almost $200. Yeah. It was like with, with, you know, you know, paying tax through blade HQ it was $190. So, and it's got the Italian tax on it, which means the, it's more expensive than anything else at the similar quality range. Right. Um, it does have M390, which yeah. at that price point is is fine, you know? Uh, and um, it, apparently, t- I don't know, someone say something about machining copper and how it, it sucks to do it because it's gummy or it gums up the machines or whatever. This is the, uh, is the why, line I've always is, heard. Which is why I have a theory that they might be cast instead of, they might Machined. cast them instead, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not structural. No, and everything is... Re- if you ever look at the the handles on it, it's like they're all really soft looking. Everything there's no hard lines. Everything looks kind of you know a little softer than if it were milled. I mean, it could very well be. I just it would save money, and it's a liner lock. So why would right. you need milled versus cast? Copper is not a strong material to begin with. What do you think of that theory, uh, uh, Brian and or Aaron? I think Aaron wants to answer this one. <laughs> what about copper? I mean, copper sucks to work with. I mean, it is very, very gummy. I mean, you you are right. I mean, cutters cutters hang in it. Um, when you're when you're when you're milling it, it has a tendency to to gum up cutters, even with sharp cutters. So anybody that's actually doing a production knife um, with them, it it does kind of suck. It so really the, does. So, so what you're saying is the Chinese factories that are making them for Italy are probably casting those handles. Uh, it could be. I mean, but really, what's the, what's the difference if they're casting them or milling them? I mean, it, it's not going to be it, a structural. It's not going to be a structural deal. Just is like it more cost effective? It. Is it considered more cost effective to cast something, cast the copper versus um, milling it? If you had a really good pattern, yeah, it would be. I gotcha. Especially at, at uh, with big numbers, mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of them. What's interesting is there is a price. There is a price increase over the standard Clyde. So the standard even Clyde you, runs runs around 150, and these were like a you know 180, 190. Even if you cast them, you're still going to have to mill certain parts on them. So that's oh, are, you are, you are. Right. Chances are, it's probably still just milled i mean yeah. it's hard to really say what what they're doing because china is so whacked out with pricing mm-hmm. it's hard to you know things that would normally be expensive it's not because it's just man hours instead of actually mm-hmm. i should time i should well. clarify that this is claimed to be made in italy i'm just you know joking around oh. about it made in china <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Com- compliments to Giant Mouse, and then we immediately start making um, I'm shit. I'm kidding. A little bit. It's satire. Yeah. So, um, Shirogorov released two knives, that uh, two new production knives. Ugh. Like, this is a crazy uh, thing, because, you know, The CD Neon. 
Yeah, the Jesus the, Christ, the neon NL. Yes, it looks so good. I it's oh my god, it's Do you so love good. it. Yes, yeah. I absolutely love it. It's not the custom division. Oh no, it oh it the is not. NL. Yeah, no, no, the I don't know. I'm on Recon yeah. One's thing. It says custom division neon NL. Is it custom division? Yeah, that level of shit is always custom division. What, just has it, it's got inlays we, and all the milling. No, are we, no, we're, then they must have done a custom division one of it because there is going to be a a standard NL as well. Ah, okay. Well, With, the the custom division me, one is gorgeous. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. That's on Recon One's page. Um, it's in S110V. Okay, yeah, they're not doing a full production run of S110V. Where's where do you see that? Recon One, fourth post. So, so let me get this right. The mayor was wrong. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still correct actually. But this is a different thing. I thought the, the Armenian knife mafia would have filled you in on this. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you something. Okay, because I don't know how much this one cost, but I said it was in their shop available. But I don't know if it was one was available or a bunch of uh, them were available. Yeah, you're thinking of something completely different. Hold on. <laughs> I'll send this to the group. I don't. It's a new version of the neon, and it's not a neon zero. All right. Here comes. Send it to the group and in, in, in Instagram. Oh, okay. The custom division a neon NL was thirty five hundred dollars. No, this will be much less than that. Okay, but this that thirty five hundred dollar one, really nice. Yeah, I'm sure. So this one, if you swipe. Through, oh, it just has inserts, uh, inlays. You keep going. And the little blade cage thing. A little blade cage. No, it's really ni- it's nice. And I was thinking the custom division one though. Well, no, we're not. It's kind of hard to custom. go back now. Well, I can't say they have a new production knife and say that the custom division one is available for thirty five hundred dollars. That's very true. Um, and I don't know if I talked about it last time. The other knife they have is the Quantum. I may have talked yeah. about it last. We time. We talked a little bit about the Quantum. Yeah. So that's two, three new production knives from from Shirogorov in the past, you know, three months. They had the the F three. Is that what it is? The F three NL, which yep. I, which I have, and then. The Quantum and the uh, Neon NL. The Neon NL is very nice. Very cool. It's got Burgundy I, Micarta inlays. I would like to get yeah. a Shirogorov at some point. I, I, damn. Damn. It's, it's, it's a lot of money, man. Dude, they're all like they're all like six, $700 at the cheapest. So That Quantum is, is a tough, tough sell for me right now. I, I don't particularly love the Quantum. It's one I would... If I had unlimited money, I would st- I would still be able to live without. I would like it for about four hundred dollars less than it costs. What? Why? What does it cost? It's like eleven hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the ne- the neon NL looks super nice. Yeah, that will be that'll be less than that. Yeah. I don't know. I like the neon in general. It's just a great design. And then I like yeah. when they added the belly to the blade. It just looks so cool. Yeah. The the on the zero model is very yeah. cool. Yep. Huh, interesting. I wonder what's going on at Shirogorov that they're doing this. I think it's just, uh, you know, every 10 years or so. Time <laughs> yeah, to, that's a good point. Time to, time to go to the drawing board and They've been around changes. since, what, like the mid-2000s with the at same least, yeah. four or so models? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really I mean, think about the time frame involved here. I mean, Chris Reeve Knives has never got that memo. No. Sometimes you don't so need to change perfection. That's right. <laughs> um... 
I got another knife uh, today, uh, yesterday from uh, Adam Purvis. He sent me a, a a really cool knife, and it's by Cold Steel. Wait, what? That's not. Yeah. I assumed you were just going to talk about the the progeny. No. What I is got? It? I got a. I got a. I got gifted a Cold Steel yesterday. Oh God! And it's damn right. It's got a squiggle blade because it do. Oh, is it? Is it the crisp bladed uh, Voyager? Voyager? Yes, it is. All right. I'm not mad at it. No, it's 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 badass. I would say it's interesting because now I have the crisp bladed, um, uh, what's it called? The tie light as well as the Voyager. And the manufacturing on the tie light is much finer. Interesting. Much finer. Like the blade on that is, is I don't know how they did it. The, the, the Voyager still has that old school um, uh, cold steel feel about it, but again even operating the to triad lock and everything has been smoothed out it seems like everything has gotten a little better i mean they upgraded the blade steel on it recently but i don't know if they really changed anything else about it i don't think it i don't think the blade steel is upgraded on on this one i think what what, what is it on the i think the, it's aus 10 uh, yeah that was the upgrade from uh, oh. from os 8 oh we got we have two points yes we got two more one from 8 to 10 two more two more osses yes Great. We also lost Aaron, but lose is a I was gonna relative say, how is term so, here. How oh, no, so he's, qual- he's coming back. Oh, good. And action. Um, I'm sorry. Nah, <laughs> my, 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 whole, uh, my whole app just decided it was reload. I'm sorry. I was, I was listening. All your base. And it just quit. Sorry. Uh-huh. I had the I had a Voyager the three inch one way back in the day, but that's about the last cold steel folder I owned. So that was a, it's a lot of handle um, on that knife. That's what happens when you have a giant blade. That, that's the problem with folders with huge blades. Always look really stupid to me because you need to have a commensurately large handle, and then the knife just ends up being like all handle to me. I'm not a fan. It, it is is true. However, somehow the tie light pulls that off so well. I think it's because the the with the squiggle blade, it looks like if you pulled on the blade to straighten it out, it would be incredible. <laughs> the amount of blade technically that's on there is is a shit ton compared to the handle. You should try have Jake do that. Yeah, since he's apparently not fixing my knives anymore. Well, he's not making them either. <laughs> Burn. No, I think the the blade to handle ratio I'm is already doing pretty bad. All on of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I still appreciate the the crisp blade. I don't know who their Taiwanese OEM is, but damn, they're they're consistently good. We talked about this when we went through the, the 2020 lineup, but oh yeah, they're just still. Con- I I'm shocked at the prices that they sell the knives at. They can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with a cold steel. I think I think they can sell them in volume, and that's why they're able to have relatively aggressive pricing. Because I, I don't know. I all I also think is people will say, "Oh, you changed your tune on the cold steel knives." I think it really is because the the pricing of knives has gone up and up and up, and the quality has has sort of remained consistent throughout that price increase. But companies like Cold Steel have kind of held their ground with their pricing. And lo and behold, they are now and end up their quality. Yeah, they've and, they've managed to do what most people have not been able exactly. to do. Exactly, and they have you know they are now a, a beacon of light. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, even their dumb stuff, I have a new, I have a new appreciation for because mm-hmm. it's not like stupidly expensive um, to buy something for just the 
for fun. Yeah, that's right. All right. Another new brand that's being um, uh, pushed around to the reviewers, quote unquote, uh, are the quiet carry knives. Have you seen those? Yeah, the drift and I've, I've they seen don't they don't knives. know we exist, so we can uh, can talk about them. <laughs> uh, it's it, kind of unremarkable to me. They make like a frame is. lock. They also yeah they make a frame lock it and it is very you know Sabenza esque looking. It's a clean design. Um, and their whole, uh, so their whole thing is that they're completely rust proof, similar to what the terrain 365 stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I hear myself. I wonder why. Yesterday that LC 200 N, uh, fixed blade with the belly. I said, it looks good. Is that the one from quiet carry? Yeah. Yo, the current. Oh, that does. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The new, the new one is the one that looks like a Sabenza. Yeah, the, the waypoint re- really reminds me of another knife, though. They it, they constantly remind me of it. every single knife they make reminds you of a different knife. That's kind of the biggest problem with them, I think, is the ah. designs are not very original. I guess I mean, if part of their big thing is like the is rust proof, doesn't really appeal to me terribly much because like, that's not how really many an, people, an issue I've ever had. Exactly, how many people are carrying a knife with? Oh man, another, Maybe. I lost another one to the rust. If I guess if you don't take care of your knives and also live near the coast, I am a lighthouse operator, and yes. I need a knife. Yeah, extreme use cases, very specific. Or, or you are Killer Steel, who works. Uh, you know, he's basically a fishmonger, which is kind of cool. Um, he says he his blades rust, but I think it's also because his hands excrete some sort of um, <laughs> acidic, uh, acidic substance. Substance. Yeah, that's my guess. Um. It's so using, maybe it'll appeal to him. I need to look this up. It's using Vanax Super Clean. I do yeah. not know this blade steel off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, uh, the Vanax stuff uh, is interesting. Um, not it's, as an- easy it's another nitrogen one, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm on the Bueller home they're, they're also They're also very pricey. I don't think that they're rather inexpensive. And apparently they're not being very clear on where they're made, but it's obviously they're made in China. China. They're obviously made in China. I hate. Like, when, I, don't even, I don't know why people are trying to make a mystery about it. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't like ruin your reputation like it used to. You can just say they're made in China. Well, now everybody's like, I don't want them Chinese knives. <laughs> Wait, is it, I just did an Aaron impression by accident. They'll get the Corona. <laughs> there we go. Get uh-huh. the Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is I'll this get the Corona beer? Oh, okay. Damn, it has a would... shitload of nitrogen and vanadium. Mm-hmm. Hence why it's rust-proof. Must have... Uh, this is interesting. What yeah, is the price? What's the price on the knife? $2.95. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty high. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's got, it's got a lot of vanadium. I wonder if that means that's a good wear resistance. I don't know. Interesting. The Vanek Steels that, uh, have always had a pretty good reputation, uh... Yeah, uh, the aforementioned Shirogorov actually uses it a lot on their higher end stuff. Interesting. I uh, so so is this knife getting passed around a bunch? Is that why? Uh, if it is, I'm not on that list. <laughs> we certainly aren't going to be after this. No. So they're sending them to you know they sent it to Nick Shabazz they or and uh, to Slicey Dicey for some reason. Wait, somehow this topic has come up again. It is a liner lock. That what? has two titanium uh, scales. Right. I 
Okay, well, that kind of lost my interest there. I was hoping it was a frame lock. Oh. It's a little disappointing to me. I, Shabazz actually sent me the, the one that um, Jake was talking about. Um, and the blade geometry was really off. Like, it, it, you'd think it'd be really good and have a lot of belly, but the way that it was designed just didn't seem to work. And the edge was ridiculous. I, I think, I, I can't remember if Nick said he had sharpened it and made it ridiculous, or it came that way. Ridiculous in a good way or a bad way here? Bad, 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 bad. Oh. It, and that it didn't cut anything, and it looked ridiculous. The, this is the fixed plate you're talking about. I'm sorry, no, it's a folder that has that looks like a that has a belly on it. Okay, the drift. The drift. Okay. Uh yeah, you know, I also wow, we are just repeating ourselves endlessly, but it has a it has a front choil and that one was a frame lock though, which is Yeah, it's a frame odd. lock which I like, but it has it has the front choil which I have no use for on a knife mm-hmm. of that size. I didn't hate the knife by any stretch of the imagination. I I just thought the the edge geometry and the shape of the blade didn't really fit the size of the knife. It reminds me a lot of uh, the really ridiculous wide drop point blades that Line Steel likes to use. Exactly. That have the extreme yeah. the belly that's almost like a ninety degree turn up to the it, tip. That's exactly what it I is. I do not like knives yes. like that. It's extremely yeah, it's not annoying. Belly and you have it like below your you know. It's not a gentle curve. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- yeah I, I it's don't, almost like a right angle, and it yeah. goes yeah. I don't I don't like that approach to to blade shapes. Not right. not my favorite. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting company that's been on people's radars, so I felt obligated to mention it. Yeah, uh, I saw I saw some of the the, the can sept knives have have hit some reviewers. Yeah, yeah. Still a terrible name. It's not a very good name. The knives look okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, maybe they haven't. Yeah, I I, I, I like how they're looking so far actually i have i have one of them um what the detent was terrible i've had it for months we talked about it on the podcast yeah i mean (laughs) expect me to remember the shit uh okay terrible detent Uh, it the detent was just a little light and it was a prototype so okay i mean what are you gonna do i don't know uh i do i think we might do uh an exclusive with them at some point Interesting, because uh, oddly enough, the people that we used to deal with at Kaiser are are now concept knives, concept knives, concept, concept. I, I have absolutely no idea. It's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're cool people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. Oh, I also bought a stupid fixed blade that I absolutely shouldn't have bought because I. You know what? I don't even want to ruin it because I don't want people buying the other knives from this line. Uh before i can buy them wow that's that's really uh selfish nice of me no it's yeah. it's okay so bark river made these uh skagel branded knives that were based off of william skagel patterns and i thought you said kegel branded <laughs> yes the kegel branded knives <laughs> really uh, strengthen kegel, kegel, kegel. <laughs> really strengthen <laughs> strengthen your genitalia no uh they made them i don't know in 2017 or something they didn't sell well because they were super expensive i mean bark river knives aren't cheap but these were like even less cheap than normal Bark River knives. And so uh, Knife Ship Free has them for like literally 50% off. Wow. So uh, they're just basically Bark Rivers with incredibly nice handles that are based off of Skagel designs. And I got one of the big ones because why not live a fantasy for, I, where I need a big knife? It's I want the one first for no big one you've ever had. <laughs> womp womp.
<laughs> I, I doubt that. <laughs> I was going to say, there's two ways you could have gone with that joke. Yeah. Now we yeah. have covered both ways. Both of them, yes. <laughs> kind of like the way you swing. I was just about to say, someone's got to come in with that one. <laughs> Sorry. But, no, they have the ridiculously nice uh, hidden tang tandles. Ta- hidden tang handles. Uh, they will get it in a minute. Just keep trying. <laughs> they're nice, and they're, uh, I think they're kind of an untouched gem here. Kind of like Untouched Jake. with you right now is definitely not something we can talk about. I thought there was going to be some kind of uncut gem joke there, and then we are going to get into circumcision jokes, and oh, I just man. didn't want to touch that one at all. <laughs> wow, I really keep setting myself up for these. Yes, you're just... <laughs> I was going to say, you, you want to keep man. saying... You are you on a roll. You keep saying until one of us says Jew bag, aren't you? <laughs> That's Jesus what you're God. trying to do. <laughs> 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 anyway, the, so the bear Jew. <laughs> Those Skagel knives are pretty cool, man. Speaking of, did anyone see that new uh, Quentin Tarantino film? Uh, the Hollywood one. Well, yeah, that's, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's on my like quarantine checklist. I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah, it's, I, I, one of his only it, movies I haven't Brian? seen. I saw it. How was it? Yeah. Yeah. I watched The Irishman last weekend. You finally put in the time to watch it? I finally put in the time to watch it. I can't and you do know it. What's so, you know it's what's too so daunting. stupid? Dude, check this out. I put it on, I, I put it on like at like 1230. I'm like, I sh- I'm just going to go to bed. And I'm like, I'll just watch this. I'm sure I'll fall asleep within like 10, 15 minutes. I watched the whole fucking thing. It was up to like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because it's a four hour goddamn movie. Um, It was a little bit stupid, but I liked it. Because it showed a lot of Northeast Philly. Yeah. In, uh, you know, in the uh, 50s through the 70s, which I thought was kind of cool. Shout out, Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of not Philly at all, should we actually talk about Blade Show? Because we were talking about it earlier, and then yeah, we were like, no, we should wait and talk about I would that say, later. I would say that this is the main topic at this point, other than Aaron Frederick. <laughs> uh, who, everybody thought Aaron Frederick was dead, by I'm trying to sit over very quiet because you guys bitch every time that I made a noise. I'm trying my best. You're being nice and quiet. You're doing 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 a good job. You're doing a very good job. Um, And believe me, you're going to have. Feels very patronizing. Time to to speak here. Um, The big news is that Blade Show has not been canceled but postponed uh, to August 7th through the 9th, uh, which is. an interesting move. I can't say I'm surprised by it. Although I was hoping... I don't know what I was hoping for in this situation. Uh, a wiener. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you think about this? I'm torn. You know, I I have no problem going. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the there's going to be a whole lot less knife makers there. There's going to be mm-hmm. a whole lot less Patrons. customers there. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a bad situation all around. I wish mm-hmm. I would prefer just to say, you know what, we're going to do it next year and move, take my money and use it next year, instead of coming up. You know, it, the whole thing's. I don't know all the backstory. You know, is 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 he gonna? If this doesn't happen, is he bankrupt? You know, what's what's the deal? You know, it, it's, it's that's it's my first. Situation. That's my first. And my initial response is: is it is it that detrimental to fifty fifty? to not be able to put not, this on 
It's not 50 50. No, no. I'm sorry. 50, I'm sorry. 50 50. That's New York. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Steve Delac. We'll leave Steve Delac out of this. Yeah, my bad. It's uh, whoever is running Blade Show at this point in time. (laughs) Uh, And it has changed changed hands. Yes. uh, Four times. Four times since I have done Blade Show. Because the first time I did it was in 94. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's just an interesting uh, move. Uh, and it just seems purely money driven. It's, I mean, oh, so Caribou Media, I guess, is who owns it now. Um, but is it, is it worse to is that like, who owns Blade Magazine? Yeah, Caribou Media. Mm. Um, we'll see if we can dig up anything about them. But is it worse to just like keep getting people's hopes up and delaying it, or uh? <laughs> Like, well, should they just rip the Band-Aid off? Or can, do they have the money to rip the Band-Aid off right now? That's that's know, what I'm trying I, to I know everybody I've talked to, um, I don't hear anybody saying they're going. Yeah, everyone I hear I, is saying they're, they're, they're not going at all. all right, everybody so, I hear is like, uh, maybe, I don't know yet. You know, everybody, I just wish everybody would commit and say, yeah, fuck yeah, we're going, and, you know, and be done with it. But it's... Uh, uh, nobody talks to me, I don't know. Well, that's because everybody thought you were dead for the past couple months. <laughs> well, I that's my fault. I'll get into that as soon as it's time my time to actually uh, really talk about shit. But they apparently own oh, Gun Digest as well. I don't know if anyone's familiar with this mm-hmm. publication. That is a fact. I know that is a fact mm-hmm. because I worked with Gun Digest with my gun side. I do know that they're both the same company. Yeah, I, I do know that's a fact. Owned by Caribou Media. Um, yes, sir. Interesting. Uh, okay, well, I hope that if it does get canceled, they can just, I don't know, if people want their money rolled into next year, that that is fine. Um, I think they should at least make that an option. Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest issues is going to be that the almost certainly international travel is going to be curtailed to some bit at mm-hmm. that time. Um so the real high roller international customers, I mean, I guess they could just have a proxy here or something. That's what but, they do anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, maybe that won't change anything. I take that back. I don't know. I think it's uh, the the, the I think it's restrictions be, on international travel might I, be an I issue. Dis- I disagree. I think it's going to be severely impacted by this. Severely. Yeah. From uh, like from a spectator point of view, from a maker point of view, um, and I th- I don't know if I think it's just a ma- it's just a money thing at this point. A money thing as in they need to keep the money? They need to keep the money. Interesting. Uh, let's not get too slanderous, because remember how much we well, used to talk about lawsuits? I'm not, it's, not, it's not a slander thing. We're, we're obviously speculating. Just speculating. And, yeah. and I couldn't blame them, you know? It's, it's not like any, they could have prepared for something like this, you know? Okay, can, can I throw in on this? Yeah, yeah. you seem and to also have the, my, from the other, I'm Before you go, Aaron. Told, bef- I'm sorry. Before you go, I just want to say also that there's also the hotel to think about in this situation. So apparently they're giving a hard time to people who want to uh, cancel their reservations. So that might be why they feel obligated to keep the show running in some capacity. Yeah. I feel like that would make getting refunds on your hotel even 
Par- oh, I mean, I guess, yeah. And if it did actually happen, people could use their Look, I, hotel I, reservations. I, 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 love Blade, I love going to Blade Show. I think it's it's a great time to meet everybody. And, and the people who run it are always great. Like, I don't have any issue with any of it. I just want to know what's going on, you know? Yeah. But go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that well, part about the hotel. Well, I, I really don't know anything about the hotel side of this. Um, but I do know from the Blade Show, from the actual promoter uh, mm-hmm. side of it, um, right now they're offering, uh, from what I understand and me just reading the emails and I'm an idiot. So we'll just, we'll just go on how I can read, which is at a third grade level. Oh my God. Um, I'm reading it like that. If you don't feel like you want to do it, you can throw your money into next year. Oh, That's well. what I'm, what I'm reading into the emails now. Oh, really? Um, that's what I'm reading into it. I, like I said, you can't quote me on it because I'm an idiot and I've got a third grade level. Um, so, Brian, have you right got an now, email saying anything like that? Yes. My concern is at 80% or 90% of the people say I'm out. And then they're saying, well, we'll give you your money next year if you're out. But oh, if so you're they, out of they, fucking they business, did offer this as an option is what you're saying. The way it's, it, it was written, just like he said it, you know, it's... Um, yeah. It's, it, it's definitely my concern exactly is that, it, that, that, that they go bankrupt right. and they, you don't get your fucking money. Oh, you yeah, don't you get have your, your money because there's, yes. there's, there's, there's no show next year. Yeah. Yes, it's written like stereo instructions, mm-hmm. as Beetlejuice would say. Um, it, it, it is definitely written in a way that you might get your money next year and you might not. You, you, you can't tell. Um, if it's a good idea for you... If you don't feel like you're going to do well, hold your money over and and just keep it in our bank. Uh, we're not going to give you your money back. Um, hold it over to next year and then see what your table does. Well, then it's um, 100% a money thing then. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, that's it's the always, case. I guess uh, the answer is that. It's, yeah. it's, it's always a money thing. No matter yeah. what you look in the knife business. Right. No matter how good old boy you look at this knife business, that's uh, a totally another discussion that I had with the uh, blade, uh, the guild for knives, the the knife makers guild. It's always a money, it's a money thing, yeah. and most people don't understand. But um, that's kind of how I read into it. It's like, well, if you've already paid your money and you don't feel like you can come this year. Uh, because you're afraid or you don't feel like you're going to have any customers show up, you can hold your money over till next year or you can come in August. Uh, Please let us know. Well, I need to know what the country's doing before I tell you one way or the other. That's true. So let's put it it this way, Aaron. You took orders for a knife, right? Um, And for whatever reason... You're not able to fill those uh, those orders in a timely manner. Um, oh, you mean like every order I take? <laughs> like every order that every knife maker takes. But uh, what what's the situation there? Now, most of the time, you know, uh, obviously you refund people if you can't get, but you, usually you make the knife. Uh, it's just an interesting situation as to how, what how people are reacting to this versus how they re- react to uh, a knife maker. I think. I don't understand the question. It's yeah. not really a please, question. Please, Alex, repeat. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is uh, if someone takes names and, and, and money for pre-order for a custom knife that's supposed to be made, and for whatever reason that gets postponed, uh, and said so you're going to get it in, in August, but we may not get it in August. You might get it next year. You know, is that cool? Well, I guess it is. People, but, you know. well, Better than I saying, mean, I, I'm, I'm fucking retired. Have yes, a good life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, which has I, happened. As somebody, as somebody who almost did that, uh, I will just sit here and plead the fifth. But um, <laughs> I can say in the custom market, you have to understand that some of us are doing it completely at the will of what we can get. Um, right now I can say that I'm having a hard time getting steel. Um, I have talked to a couple of different places that said, well, I don't have the ability to get steel to sip it to you or ship it to you. I'm sorry. Sip it to you. Hmm. Um, I've had a drink or two. Um, a sip or two, a sip or two. Um, I'm not being able to get steel right now. Um, I literally went and got steel for some of my workhorses out of a scrapyard because they weren't afraid to go to the scrapyard and find me some 1084 uh, to do it. But you're going to have that all the way across the knife board. Um, if you're not able to get stuff, there's no ability for you to be able to get ready for the, the blade show because you have to have probably three times more at the blade show than you do any other mm. show because you have more people there. So what I mean, you're saying is that a lot of these makers would, uh, the suppliers are normally cranking out supply for the blade show. And since it's been sort of questionable on whether or not blade show is happening, you're saying that the, the supply has been constrained. Oh yes, sir. Um, you're going to have a whole lot of people saying, well, I'm not going because for the last three months, I haven't been able to get anything, and so I don't have knives to go with it. So if you're one of these people that can't just say, well, I'm going to use this deal, and I'm not saying against any knife maker around, I can switch up steel because if I don't like the way a steel is, I can set up my forge and go ahead and, and take almost any steel that I know I can heat treat. And uh, that's exactly what I have done. And I have started making these workhorses. I went and got... Um, the workhorse springs. is a knife and not a horse. I'm sorry. Yes, sir, it is. Um, I went and got steel that I know I can forge out. And then I can make knives out of it. I can stretch it out and then I can mill it and then surface grind it and do that. But... Um, Brian, I'm going to use you an example. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, Brian makes a very precision, I mean, a super precision knife in his folders. Um, my knives aren't super precision. And when it comes down to when I'm making fixed blades and things like that, because I can turn out a knife out of uh, high carbon that was basically what people call scrap steel. I can do that, and I can tell everybody what it came from. But now you're going to have hundreds, hundreds of makers that have their own clientele that are not going to be able to get stuff for the Blade Show. 
and they're not going to be able to get handle material and they're not going to be able to get, you know, etc. And that is going to be a huge problem for all these people. Um, and so I say, well, okay, you're going to go ahead and go along with the show. Well, you're going to have some makers that it were at 20% and some that were at 100% because we switched gears. Um, for me, as somebody who forges most of their own steel and things like that, well, I'm going to be fine with that. Um, my knives may not be as expensive as I normally do, or say I'm not going to be able to do trash pandas because most of the trash panda uh, line is made out of 3V. Well, I'm not going to be able to get 3V uh, because Niagara is the one that usually produces 3V. Is Niagara in full production or are they not? So you're going you're gonna to run into that uh, with everybody that's trying to make knives. Now, everybody that can make knives uh, with what they had, maybe they had a huge amount of stock, which most knife makers do, except us poor asses like me, um, that have to, to buy their, their steel you, as they go. Where do you buy your steel from, Aaron? Do you, do you get it from one of the uh, main suppliers that we all know about or... Most of the time I do, um, anytime I got to get it, uh, most of my steel comes from Admiral, Admiral Steel. Um, Admiral doesn't carry a tremendous amount, but I really only deal with three steels, uh, unless I'm making Damascus, which I make a lot of Damascus. So, um, I usually get stuff from Admiral, but they haven't been in the office. Um, I don't know. Where are they located? The, Do you know? Um, I'm sorry. Not right this second. And uh, uh, Steel Baron is NJ Steel Baron is there. They're still shipping shit every day. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, is that Baron, who he uses? Baron Steel is still shipping. I haven't tried them. But now I have got a lot of stuff from New Jersey Baron. Uh, I get a lot of stuff from Baron. And I haven't tried them because I was usually getting stuff from one or the other. But now Baron Steel, uh, New Jersey Baron, has been really good to me over the years. Um, I just say that his prices were just a little higher than some of the other ones. And at this point, you may have to go with somebody <laughs> that uh, that just has stuff. You know, it, it just whoever has it. But you know, at this point. And the way the country's going with this horse shit, you're going to need to buy from people who are supporting you. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Anybody who tries to help you, even if they're a little bit more expensive, go with them. Uh, because they're doing everything they can to help you. But I think a lot of this stuff uh, bleeds into like every industry. It's like the way that companies are treating uh, their customers, uh, whether you're in a maker, whether you are, you know, trying a maker trying to get supplies, whether you're uh, a collector or an enthusiast trying to get knives, it's it's how the companies treat you in this in this time that are going to reflect on them for quite a while. I think so. It's an interesting take. Well, I mean, certain people are trying to help everybody, and yeah. really everyone needs to try to go with the companies that are trying to help everybody. That's just my opinion. Uh, everybody needs to go with small companies. Um, 
that's the one that the government is trying to root out because if that wasn't the case, they wouldn't have kept Walmart going and they shut down every other company except fucking Walmart. But mm. I'm an idiot, so everybody just kind of goes with their own opinion about it. But um, I mean, it's obvious you know. it's the rollout of 5G making everyone sick. <laughs> Is Alpha Knife Supply also still? Yep. Tuesday, April 14th, we are open and processing order. So yep. Alpha's another one. They're in Utah. Well, Utah is actually pretty, uh, comparatively pretty unaffected. So, Like I said, go go with the companies that are going to support you. I mean, I, I say that with, the, with all the knife companies that actually support you guys as a podcast. Um, everyone should be paying attention. Uh, whoever supports you guys as a podcast. They should be looking at those companies. Um, everyone That's not should the way be people trying... work. What can you I do for understand. me now? That's all that people give a fuck about. It's really what but, it comes down to. I know, Brian, but me and you are kind of an old school kind of thing about knife making. Um, most people, if you really get down to it, buy me. They don't buy the knives. They buy the maker. And that is the difference. That's the <laughs> That's difference like. in people mm-hmm. going to knife shows <laughs> and those people who just buy everything over uh, Instagram and Facebook and things like that. I have such a small presence on Instagram because I suck at it. I mean, I really do. Everyone knows that I do. That's the reason that the podcast guys and. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, I don't know and... if that's necessarily true, Aaron. Like, and I'm going to bring this back around to you disappeared for a while, and I had a lot of people asking me, "Hey, how's Aaron doing? I haven't heard or seen hair or hide of him. So, what's going okay, on with do, Aaron? Do you want me to talk about that now? You might, or... I mean, do you want to talk about it? Oh, I don't care. I'm not embarrassed about it. I can't help it. Um, I uh, I went to the Kentucky. Uh, wildlife police academy I was trying to become a game warden um, it, the academy really really sucked uh, mentally and physically it really sucked it actually reminded me a whole lot of doing some of my VBSS training um, and I was I was mentally broken because that's the point of the whole thing. And I expected that that's the way it was going to be no matter how it was. But I got all the way to the end of it, all the way to the end of the Kentucky fish and wildlife part of it. And I lost my left knee. Um, a lot of people know me. I, I do have, I have bad knees and I got those uh, from doing boardings and things from the U.S. Navy. Um, I got hurt really bad uh, a couple of different times when I was in the U.S. Navy. And I I healed up what I thought was pretty good. I was running a couple of miles every day. And then I got to that. And probably the second week in the police academy, I kind of tweaked one knee. Uh, I tweaked my left knee, which is the one that they uh, they put together the most and uh i i hung out until week eight and then i finally went to a va doctor and the va doctor asked me just plainly 
hey, how much more do you need to prove in life uh, to say that you're, you've done enough? And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, if you twist this a little bit more, um, you're going to have to have a total knee replacement because you're going to shatter this completely more than you already did, which I shattered the entire upper section of my left knee and I had to have it put together. And so there was, um, there was three months, at least three months, that no one heard from me at all because I wasn't allowed to have a phone. I wasn't allowed to have any kind of internet access. I wasn't allowed to have anything. So I couldn't tell anybody uh, what I was doing. Of course, uh, Brad Maddox, that's uh, Trash Panda She's, he was trying to just kind of hold the line on everything, but he couldn't answer any questions either. So that's the reason um, I was gone. Uh, I apologize because I really thought that as soon as I got finished with the entire part of the uh, Academy thing, that I was going to have time to be able to do uh, some knives. Probably not as much as I did, but that's, that's actually what went on. Um, I was gone because I was in a police Academy. Gotcha. But you were, you were basically off the grid. I really was, and I understand that. But I didn't want to tell anybody because um, I didn't want to tell anybody I was quitting, you know, because I wasn't going to quit. I was still going to do my normal thing. I just was going to be at a lesser capacity than I was. But on the other side of it, I was very embarrassed that I got hurt. I was very embarrassed that... Um, that I couldn't compete anymore. I mean, I'm 42. Um, I know I can't compete with the 20 year olds and it showed really quick when I was in the police Academy and, and, uh, I couldn't compete with them mentally. I was tougher than they were because I've been through hell and back already because I have done deployments. I've been to Iraq and I've done my thing, but, um, it was kind but, of embarrassing knees, that I got their hurt. Their knees weren't made of pudding. I, I know how that is, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you guys have been around me a lot, and some days I'll have issues. But um, uh, the New York show, I told you guys that I was probably getting ready to go. And if I got in, and of course I did get in, but um, it was kind of embarrassing that I dropped out because I've never really quit on anything in my life. And I had to quit on that because I got hurt. And that was kind of embarrassing. So I probably took another month to kind of get my head saying, well, you know, it's okay that you didn't make it uh, because you got hurt. You know, it, it, I got hurt years ago. I got hurt in 2008 doing boardings um, when I was around Somalia. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was hard to accept. Uh, and it's, it's still kind of hard to accept that, that, Hey, maybe I'm softer than I used to be. You know, I, that's, it, it's something to deal with. I mean, it's life. That's the way it is. But the outcome is we have you back in the knife world full time. Yeah. Like anybody needed me back in the knife world full time. <laughs> uh, we, we, everybody missed you. And that, that's evident by the number of people that, I, that were DMing me asking where you were. Well, it, it, it's, it's a great feeling that people were checking on me. Um, mm -hmm. They weren't checking on me directly, but it's a great feeling that they were <laughs> checking on me. I think probably they were, but uh, seeing as you self-admittedly suck at Instagram. I really do. 
and I really do. And um, and maybe I'll blame Apple, and then at the same time I'll blame you because you work for Apple. But make, no, I don't. Don't make don't make these accusations. Well, I mean, like I said, it is kind of embarrassing that I, that I fell apart, um, that my body fell apart. But if anybody wants to know why they they weren't getting me or anything, that is the reason. Um, I was trying to to kind of. I was trying to get into the military again without being in the military, uh, if that makes any sense. Um, well, we're so, just glad to have you back. Let's just put it, let's just leave it at that. Well, and you know, I changed gears. Um, here I am. I'm making knives again. Um, I kind of switched you're work, gears. And, and you're working on, on, what's it called again? The workhorse? I do a whole lot of workhorses, and the workhorses are basically, they're a carbon steel. Um, and people like Brian can can really appreciate that basically I'm making, uh, I'm making knives that everyone can sharpen. Um, Brian knows as well as me, you know, these, these super steels that we use, these CPM grade steels that we use, people have a hard time sharpening them. They really do. Um, so I, I switched gears and started doing kind of a more of a, a high carbon steel that um, everyone could just kind of be able to sharpen it with your granddad's sharpening stone. Um, so, but I don't sell them for much. I mean, the the most, even the really big ones that I've done are selling for like one sixty five, and that's with whatever kind of sheath you want, a Kydex or a leather, either one, but. Most of them are selling at 135 with either a Kydex from Brad or a leather from me. Uh, and they're 1084 or 1095. Right now, it just kind of depends on whatever kind of steel I can get a hold of. And I'm kind of mixing them up and I heat treat them differential uh, deals. And I roll them in clay and, and try to get the edge. And I try to get a good temper line on them. Right. Um, and that's that's basically... Uh, I'm selling a whole lot of those because right now that's the kind of knives a user knife is is whatever it needs. You know, if you want to go in the yard and, and uh, I do mean, if anything. that uh, if that if if uh, Dave's current uh, tree shit phase <laughs> is anything to be uh, you know imitated, then I would say that you're probably right about that. It's only a matter of time before we find him bushcrafting. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not likely. <laughs> well, if you ever need to come down and figure out how to actually make a knife, Dave, you can come down here, except you got to stand six feet apart and not get around my kids or I'll stab you in the eye. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Kentucky Sight. is a lot of fun, no matter how you do it, you know. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back making knives. Yeah, one of the things, I mean... It's. It always seems like you try to get away from making knives, even though you're good at it, and that's always surprised me. It's like you wanted to go well, back into the navy, then you wanted to be a cop, and it's I, like, I why can't you just be a knife maker, I, man? I, I think it's natural that people who are been doing something for so long, uh, it can get you can get into a rut, and you can, you know, your your mind can play tricks on you, your body can fail you, like a lot of these things make you question, hey, should I be doing this right now, or should I be doing something else? I'm sure Brian has those days. 
They're all those days. Yeah, literally every, every day. day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Every day. Well, I, I don't I, know. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that goes for any of us. I've been doing my job for a very long time, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I questioned it every other day. So, you know. I will it's, have it's to whole, ask. It's a whole thing. I mean, even with Brian. Brian, do you ever feel like you're really good at what you're doing? Um, I wouldn't say I, I don't feel like I'm bad Brian, at what I'm doing. Brian has a big ego. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm bad. I know you I don't feel like I'm bad. I don't feel like I'm bad, okay, because I can do something that most people can't. I'm not saying that. Do you feel like you're really, really good at what you're doing? No. Okay, see, what I compare myself to all the time, because I can't help it, is my father-in-law, okay? John W. Smith That's a high was, bar. One, was one of the best makers that's ever lived. I don't care who says it. I don't care anybody that wants to argue with me. He was one of the best makers that's ever lived. And so this is what I compare myself to because this is my teacher. This is my father-in-law. This is what I looked at for 27 years that I've been doing this. John was my bar. Okay. So when I look at what I do, I still don't feel like I do a great job. So every time that something presents itself to me, I look at it and go, no, okay, well, am I doing the right thing? Um, that's that's really hard to deal with. You know, it, it's, are you doing a good job? And most of the time I always looked at myself and said, no, you're not doing a good job. You ought to, you ought to switch. Um, you are, you do tend to be hard on yourself, but I think, I think a lot of us can be our own, be our own worst critics, you know? And, uh, I think the, the fact that you're, the people that buy your knives are very happy with them and, uh, were concerned when they didn't hear from you because it's not like you. Uh, I mean, it says a lot about, you know, who you are and what people expect from you. Well, I really appreciate you guys especially because you guys were front line. You guys were checking on me. You guys even checked on me when I was in the academy. Is everything okay? Uh, I think this is where you're at, and I don't think that you can answer. But like I said, uh, it's a it's a tough bar when you're looking at yourself compared to one of the best makers that's that's been around for the last 40 years. And everybody has to remember the people who taught me and the people who are my friends and the people who check on me are the Michael Walkers of the world because Michael Walker was one of them and Ron Lake. And, and those people are the people who um, kind of check on me. And like, you know, in the modern era of it, like Mick Strider, I'm a great friend with Mick Strider. I talked to Mick Strider. Mick Strider's answered me three times since we've been in this podcast. Um, you know, those are the people who are checking on me. And so it's it's kind of hard to look and say, well, you know, what should I be doing? If that makes any sense to sure. anyone. Sure. Like, I think anyone can compare themselves to people who they see as more successful or um, who are your peers that can be, you know, that can be stressful, but it can also say, look, I'm appreciative for what I have and I'm here and I'm still going to do the best thing I do the way I do it. Right. 
Oh, I totally agree. I'm just saying, um, on a whole, I don't want to disappoint anyone. That's probably my my worst. That's my worst part of knife making. Is anybody who really likes my stuff? I don't want to disappoint them. I do have. I do run into those people that that just want to be dicks, and I will tell them they're being a dick. And if you've ever been at a show, and you want to talk to me that way, I'll be the first one to call you a dick. Um, oh, you're one of people, those makers. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't know uh, anyone not like, like that. <laughs> it's not like you don't know that asshole. Um, but you know, I I will. I will call people out on occasions, but anyone who really likes my stuff, I just really don't want to disappoint them with the product that I give them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Well, we hope you are back in full gear and we are happy that you were able to join us on short notice this week. I think uh, everybody, everybody missed you and I think... You know, you're you're a uh, whether you like it or not, you're uh, you're part of this show just based on the number of times and the m- number of memorable moments we've had you had with you here. So the, the amount well, of spoken I, word from yes. you at least tripled what I've done so far. Indeed, and I'm on every show. This well, was def- this was definitely an an Aaron heavy show. Well, I mean, I, and I, I have switched gears. Wow. I have switched gears. And uh, I'm doing a lot of different things than I was. I really didn't think that I would get into woodworking uh, with knives the way I have. Uh, Just recently, I started doing uh, cutting boards that the funny thing about it is all the boards and all the wood that I'm using is actually coming from my farm. Uh, I'm getting wood that has been dried. It really is free-range wood. I logged my farm. <laughs> I logged my farm a year ago because I was going to start using, uh, uh, losing a lot of wood just to wind and things like that. So they came in and logged my farm. And they they leave a lot of tops that are huge. And so I went up and started cutting them and loading them into the ranger and bringing them to the shop and then just cutting them on my, uh, my bandsaw. And I want an artisanal I, cutting board. Well, I'm in. That, yeah, seriously, that's that's basically what I'm doing. I'm I'm literally taking them and I'm cutting them on my bandsaw and I'm cutting them into chunks. And I don't have a lot of woodworking uh, supply, so I'm putting them on my mill. It's just literally on my mill, and I'm flattening them out. And uh, I'm making uh, cutting boards. And I'm making a kitchen knife that goes along with the cutting board. Is it, and is it a trash panda kitchen bo- kitchen knife? No, no. I'm I'm actually spending too much. I'm spending too much time and too much effort for me to put trash panda on them because the trash panda is supposed to be hard hard right. use right uh, stuff. So most of these knives are going to have my logo on them. Um, but well, I'm making exciting. a kitchen. I'm making. Uh, cutting boards and a kitchen knife and i'm selling them as a set and the bad thing is that those were supposed to go to the monkey edge the monkey muster Hmm. uh but of course the virus and it all its bullshit has canceled the monkey muster and so i have several cutting boards and a couple of kitchen knives i feel like the monkey Um, muster gets canceled more than it goes on (laughs) well now it's only been canceled 
twice. One year <laughs> is because Brady got sick, the owner. He got right. sick, and that, that really wasn't his fault. He, he got really sick and was hospitalized. Oh, and then uh, this year. So, but now Brady has been super, super generous with me. He's He bought knives when I first came out of the Navy yeah. that were ugly as shit. So, um, uh, nothing against I, I, monkey edge. I, I like oh, your no. site a lot. I go, I've spent a no. lot of time perusing the, the monkey edge site, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was actually making for the monkey edge. Um, I'll have, I gotta some see those kind of stuff. Where's those my, pictures well, at? Um, I can send you some of them right now if you want. Yeah, um, send them to me. We're, we're going to wrap up in a few, but definitely okay. send me those pictures. Well, I'll do. Uh, I'll do two of them right the second. I got two of them sitting here. He's, he's actually he's actually <laughs> putting them do in, it right in, now. He's putting in it in an envelope right and mailing it to you. Ah, <laughs> uh, shut up, Ryan, you asshole. <laughs> well, let's take. I'm going to take this moment to thank everyone who has stuck with us on our Patreon. Yes. Uh, it really means a lot to us. It keeps this show going, um, and uh, we'll be doing some cool stuff with you guys soon i'm thinking i'm going to open up a discord for just our patreon folks i think that'll be a lot of fun i think it'll be a better way for us to keep yes. in touch as well because keeping in touch through patreon is just awful do we so, want to do the giveaway i have the oh yeah let's ready. let's oh let's definitely give give away a knife that's awesome yeah Jake? so I'll, I'll fire up the uh random randomizer and take this time to there you go say, Liv. Uh, I, I sent you two picks uh, that's that's two of the that's two of the cutting boards that I got right now. All right. Um, they're, hey Aaron, they're do you remember the thing. do you remember the wacky shaped uh, blade that I sent you a picture of uh, a week or two ago? Wacky that shape. I had cut I had cut two out of the letter. Oh yeah, yeah. Why don't you want me to send you one of those? You want to do a collab piece? Oh yeah. You what? What do you want me to do to it? I don't know. I'll, I'll send finish you some it? steel. <laughs> turn it into a knife. <laughs> please, please grind the blade and turn it into something that looks like. <laughs> um, no, uh, those cutting two, boards look I great, have, Aaron. I love I them. I need one. one. They're, they're identical, so they're, I'll send but you they one. go. They go with a kitchen knife um, that that I started doing. One of them is a smaller, a little bit smaller than the uh, kitchen panda that you have. Yeah. One of them is a little By the way, the Kitchen Panda, the Kitchen Panda is my go-to pizza cutter. It's an amazing I found what it's great at and it's pizza cutting. It's like <laughs> the perfect pizza cutting knife. Well, I decided that I would do a smaller version of it. Uh yep. it's a little bit smaller and then I'm doing my mom calls it a French knife. Uh, my mom was a home ec teacher for years and years <clears> and years. <throat> She she says that what I'm doing is basically a French knife, so I'm doing those, and of course I'm doing the duck knife, which is more of a uh, pairing knife uh, than anything else. But I'm going to do these as a set. I'm going to well, start exciting. selling them as a set. Well, I that's, mean it's new. It's, that's good it's stuff. It's new to me. Um, of course they're a hundred percent handmade because I do not have woodworking tools. So. Um, there I'm you doing go. them all handmade, so uh, you know anybody that gets one of those, they're he's they're making all them handmade. right now. You can hear them. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, Aaron, we're about to give away a knife right now. Isn't that interesting? Well, I will be quiet and let you guys randomly generate the person that you wanted to give it to. <laughs> yes, we're going you know, to randomly generate right now. 
you're randomly generating the person that you actually wanted to give it to in the first place. That's I've not true. Never, I have never so, been to the TKI. So, you know, I don't know how that works. Well, we're not doing. We're, we're not like TKI. We yeah. we are pretty honest about who we give our knives to. Uh, it's uh -huh. everyone in our China D two for you tier of our Patreon. So thank you to all you guys and gals. Jake, do you have oh, the number between out. one and uh, three? Fifteen. Oh, <laughs> three. Three people that actually. Oh, we have fifteen Patreon patrons in that tier. Yeah, we have a good number of patrons that really do. Yeah. Take care of us. I don't even know what that means. That's a big word. Just, you know, make some kitchen knives. I'll do it. Do we? Sit are we doing this? Here. What's Sit happening? here and be quiet. Number is. Are you ready? Seventy-two. I am ready. Oh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Lucky right. thirteen. Yeah, lucky thirteen. You surviving back. Logan Walk. Uh, Logan. <laughs> I don't know if people like their last names being read on the podcast. Wait, what's his? What's his? What's? Wait a minute. Did he win last last week? No, last time was Ian. I'm oh, pretty sure. No, no, we gave away two. Remember? Uh, I wanted, no, I do not remember. I wanted to no, fix this one so bad and and just say number one because I we've never seen a number one in this. We have not random generator. Hold on, let me just see who uh, who won last time. Just yell wiener. Doesn't matter. He's in it. He plays every week. I mean, if he plays every month, he's in it. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, so Logan. Thank you. So you got you're getting Logan. yourself a uh, a Blade HQ exclusive giant mouse. What's it called again? Clyde. Clyde. Yep. Made of copper. Nice. Yes. And that's and that's that's our show, everybody. <laughs> that was the most serious show I think we've ever done. It got it. It started out the the least least serious show. And then it got very. And serious. then it got very and then, introspective. And then you blamed me. It was basically we were all we were all there for a drunk journey inside the actor studio with Aaron. Inside, that's basically what we were. I felt like a counselor. <laughs> well, I'm still talking to Mick Strider, so you don't want to end well, it just this second. What's why not? Well, you can end the show, but you know it's just I'm talking to Mick. Well, well, I guess just tell Mick. Like nuts, say hi. <laughs> I'm very nervous about do, this. I can I can do that too. Um, yeah. Like I said, I I try to tell people that me and Mick do a lot of knives together, and me and Mick are, are big buddies. And, you know, a lot of people go, "Why do you keep jumping in on Mick stuff?" And it's like, well, because me and Mick do a lot of knives together. But, you know, but anyway. Right. And this is this is where the the death metal theme song jumps just, in. Just as Aaron just trails off. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I can I can sing Baby Shark at the end if you want. Don't you, you get you need some new material? I really do. I like that Baby Cop, Baby Cop. That's not a thing, is it? Oh, I sent you the picture. It was like a little bitty car of the Baby Cop. Oh come on. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. You did you did yeah. And I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs> and, yeah, there it is. Yeah.